welcome. In today's episode, we receive Amy Kennedy, and these words are hard one. We took like one hour to be able to figure out some tech stuff. Then we finally managed to come up with a workaround and record the meeting, and it was so worth it. Amy is an energy worker, and as opposed to mindlessly teach some kind of knowledge without really being connected and actually leaving it, my heart softens when people have the grace of transmitting their own knowledge by going deep within their own experience, telling what they deeply know, and I think that is the gift of Amy. In this way, this meeting brought immense clarity to myself in every question or topic that I asked. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Also, if nature, well-being and art is of your enjoyment, please come check the daily content we post at woketype.com. Without further ado, here's the episode. See you around. Man, it was uh, quite something trying to get all the equipment to allow us to be present today. But I'm glad. So it's me, Brandon, with my genius and wonderful co-host, Rui. Hey, hey. And we are here talking with the lovely and wonderful Amy. Hello, hello. Great. Yeah, I'm so glad and I'm super excited that you're here. Uh, I talk with Amy. She's a great friend of mine. I talk with her quite a bit. and She's been um, a lot of help with me on my own, on a, you know, what happens when two lights come together, people on their path. She's been quite helpful. Uh, so I thought it would be great to have her on here based on some of our chats and the work that she does and how she's uh, relating. So it's awesome. I'm really excited, I think, for you guys to meet. All the time when my friends get to meet Rui, I feel like it's an Avengers assemble. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I'm super excited to get to know you, Amy. As a first question, we usually start, you know, if you could um, tell us a bit of your background and your path uh, up until this point in your, in your life. So we get to know you a little better. Um, I will do my very best to condense that. I guess the first part of it, let me uh, define it as this is not a path that I chose. It was a path that chose me. And uh, I fought it uh, every step of the way <laughs> until I finally gave in. And that's, of course, as we all know, when the magic happens. But... Um, uh, I was born into extreme abuse and trauma, and uh, by the time I hit my uh, late teens, 17, I had decided I wanted to leave, and so I went through about um, of several attempts uh, to uh, commit suicide. Mm. By, by which I then finally succeed. I was determined. <laughs> I was very serious. I wanted out of the game called life, this thing. Um, and I did succeed. And, and that transpired into what people would call, I guess, a... Uh, um, Are you talking about uh, an NDE, like a near-death experience? Thank you. Yes. A near, a near, thank you. I love it, Brandon. Thank you. A near-death experience. And uh, then I came back into the body um, and things changed dramatically 
for me, but I didn't understand that they had changed. And uh, spent uh, the next year trying to fit into that structure of human life that is presented for us as an option. And I couldn't fit. And so I uh, threw everything I owned in a, my little car <laughs> and I drove. And I drove cross country seeking answers, um, not about like what thing, the other things that people uh, questioned in life, but it was more of why, why does humanity exist and why am I being forced to be one? <laughs> and that is a unique question <laughs> that I had because I still was very upset that death rejected me. I wasn't allowed to die. <laughs> I didn't wow. agree with the terms of the contract. <laughs> and so, so I continued forth. And so then what happened uh, approximately 24 um, I, I had a, a, what would be defined as a complete awakening. I didn't understand that term at that time. I understand it now, um, but I had a huge, huge awakening into self. And prior or between the near-death experience and that complete awakening, I had to navigate um, a lot of psychic abilities that had opened up. And it was uh, chaotic, is the only word I could actually use. It was horrifying because they owned me. I did not own them. And so I was... Um, I was hearing everybody's thoughts. I was feeling everyone's feelings. I was traveling in and out of time, in and out of bodies. I couldn't understand what was happening. And I, you know, I, we didn't have a framework yeah. for this. And this is back, you know, in the early 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, you know, pre like this social network called Internet. actually. <laughs> contact someone and say help what the heck is happening with me right um so then once the huge um awakening happened i uh i walked with that for a while um that was also extremely life transforming and then uh i went back into trying to establish myself as a physical person um and uh I guess try I, and and the 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 challenging part of doing that was, as I did that, I came back into all the traumas of my childhood that I had left behind, and so I spent pretty much the rest of my time unfolding the trauma story, um, establishing establishing myself in all this that I have awakened to myself. And then as the path progressed, I kept uh, moving into these benchmark moments of, you know, like I came into the dark night of the soul uh, and suffering, all suffering ceased at that point. 
And then I had uh, the final, what I would consider the final awakening for myself, which was I came back through it um, and arrived back in the human form on my 49th birthday, which was uh, almost three years ago, where I had, I completed uh, true liberation. Is <laughs> the only way I know how to put it. There's, I guess that's a brief summary of <laughs> Definitely a good one. <laughs> I was right there. <laughs> how, how does that, you know, final awakening that you speak of look like? What are the, the implications in one's life? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, well, first off, let, let me explain too. When I went through that, I didn't know what happened. I, I don't have a guide or a teacher, okay? I have walked this through myself and an internal walk of my own experiences. Um, so I didn't have anyone to mirror that word to me called liberation and and hey girl, you just walked through this. Um, so it took me approximately eight months to even figure out what had happened to me, honestly, to make sense of it all. But um, it's a complete freedom um, that can never be denied. Um, I see, I see everything with great clarity actually um there's no story of self so this thing called amy and this person you're looking at of the story that she moved through to get to this point it doesn't really exist for me um i can reference it like i just did okay <laughs> right um but it isn't me and it has no bearing on, on this me that I am right now. Um, I, I, I very literally and very um, physically feel that I am existence itself, existing itself for the purpose of existence. Mm. Um, that said, there's also this equal portion of me that is absolutely identified as being everything in existence, right here, right now, all simultaneously in this moment, through all time and space. And I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but it's this living embodiment of who I am. I, and I'm, I'm neither one, I am both. I, I would like to bridge that because you talked about the, the dark night of the soul. In your experience, because I, I've, um, I can say that I've dabbled a bit within that. And um, within your experience, how does that intensity serve the the purpose of liberation how can that be a, a practice or 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 something that serves these openness that you talk about what a wonderful question um 
I would, speaking from my own experience and understanding, of course, I would say that a dark night or multiple dark nights serve a wonderful purpose as a bridge um, prior to a dark night and not always the case because awakenings and this thing called spiritual unfoldment, it's so unique to the individual. So I don't want to blanket this with an in all cases. That's, I don't want to uh, make that mistake. But when someone does go through a uh, dark night, it is a bridge from the story of self that thinks it's the one in charge into relinquish, relinquishing that control as story into a different sense of control, power, and authenticity in who we are. And depending on the degree would obviously depend on that awakening in ourselves. So it's really a moment where this human part of us that is defined as story comes in direct communication with who we are as a divine being or a soul or a spirit, however your outlook is for that. And it offers a chance for these two to come together. What you're saying just really resonates as a... Um... I feel I want to use the word embodied, <laughs> like what it feels like to be, you know, fully in it as it's as it's the whole process. You know, nothing being I'm I'm not, none of me when you're describing that, I don't feel any parts of myself excluded. And I like that as we shouldn't. It's 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 a, it's an honor to be a human being, a physical story, whatever, whatever that works, you know, or whatever that plays out. It That's an honor. It's a gift you know, including the suffering. The suffering is real. I, I'm one of those that never would say suffering is an illusion. It is not. It is absolutely mm -hmm. not. It is a part of the game of life, you know? And I, I don't, I don't uh, ever discredit that. So Brandon told me that you are an energy worker. How that came to be in relation to um the story of amy that you told us was it after the the final event let's call it like that that you call this liberation no i've actually uh i took up energy work um some 15 20 years ago uh, when i found myself really stuck in my human experience prior to the dark night of the soul i was um i became actually quite uh bedridden with many autoimmune diseases um through through many different reasons i suppose but uh and so i rejected the the medical road that was presented to me it just seemed to complicate things and so i stepped out into really dissecting myself and what I can do with that. And energy work came up as an option. Um, and I, I used it and I learned from it. Um, and it just grows and grows. Uh, so I don't know if that answered it. I hope it did. <laughs> 
Yeah, it did. I, I would like to know more about it, in, like practically. Like, for instance, one one question that comes to mind, if you could um, explain it, it would be to ask what's the difference between Reiki and and energy work. Okay, um, I would say that Reiki is definitely a form of energy work. Um, I, energy work shows up many different ways in many different layers. Um, if we, for for my personal awareness and understanding, um, from this aspect of who I am as the before all existence, the, the great expanse of existence itself before it comes into birth as form, that road from that spot to this also what I am, which is the everything that is in manifestation, that road is a road of energy that begins and comes into form. So energy work is everything that the cosmos is to me. Oof. <laughs> so Reiki is just one aspect of a possibility or potential. When, when I move into different states of consciousness, I am simply changing an energy body. The physical body is just yet another representation of an energy body to me. And I can move in and out of different bodies of being um, and work with people in that way. So, so energy work, I also, well, let me explain. How about if I say this? Um, I work th through three modalities um, with people. I use what is called bird medicine. Um, and then I do what a base, something called energy work with people because it's, and then I define it a little bit more. But I also um, do, I, I heal people through um, putting their psyche back together. Um, everyone's psyche is shattered. We, we as a human species have this thing called a shattered psyche. And I know how to reconstruct it uh, and bring great healing to us. Um, I generally steer clear of healing body ailments. I'm, that's not my strength at this time. Um, my healing often comes through my bird medicine work, which is a shamanic term used uh, to define someone who has the unique ability to move between all, state, all the different states of consciousness understand what is taking place in that state of consciousness and come back to the human form and translate it for the person so that the person can understand what's happening. And when somebody understands what's happening, that in itself realigns the system of who someone is mentally, emotionally, and physically, and a healing happens. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> So that's the bird medicine aspect. The energy work, there's so much there that I can and do offer. Um, I'll just try, I'll try to briefly, let's see. <laughs> I do energy, energetic transmissions. Um, I can help realign somebody energetically, reconnect lines um, and patterns. Each body has different um, energy networks, okay? So, 
So take, for example, this common thing everybody refers to as chakras. These are considered energy centers, but what people don't understand is that is only the second body away from the physical form. So those, mm. that's where those are contained. Another layer of us has a completely different network of energy centers and so forth and so on. So each layer of us has a unique blueprint. Um, so I can go into a, um, a different layer of our consciousness and insert thing patterns um, there with people. I can I can do work in that way. Would those layers be like um, the astral body? Is that what you're speaking of? The yes, the astral body is the chakra body. Mm. Be, that would be the second body. The second level. Yes. Okay. So does that require physical presence of of both parts? No. No. Yeah. Though it's funner to do it with somebody. <laughs> like, honestly, I love enjoying, I, or I love working with people in my presence because, because they do get to a, a, a side benefit. Um, being in my presence, my, my cells radiate healing. Okay. Um, my words radiate healing. Everything about me radiates healing. And I can fill a room with a energy of light and love and, and healing, you know, if I wanted to. So people in my close proximity get a, a, an extra benefit, an extra boost. I'm curious because you said that you, you don't exactly treat physical ailments, but in your experience, that process of um, facilitating that kind of environment as a byproduct, doesn't it happen to heal physical ailments? It, it can, yes. It can. I don't want to um, state universally that it would do it because it really, there is a part the person must play in addressing their patterns of behavior, their patterns of self. Mm. And so if that's never tended to, uh, there is a chance that you will go back to how things were. I can set it up, okay? I can hook it up. But if you go back to the old ways of living, the old personality, in the, those moments of choice, then nothing has shifted. It still will always be available to you because it's been re reignited or realigned. But we always have that choice, don't we, in every moment of who we choose to be. So I was reminded ah, that's kind of a lot that's similar to how similar working along similar lines when you do work with Reiki, that it's a holistic, like the whole person. So like, you know, people might come to you for their shoulder, <laughs> but um, when you're doing that kind of deep healing, it's like, you know, all those layers come together. So, you know, the body's, the body's hurting because the mind's hurting because the heart's hurting. So like when you, when you clear all those up, yeah, the person's shoulder <laughs> might stop hurting because they're not carrying that energy. So it's kind of cool. When you talk about those, those layers, they're kind of like before we're here. So when you, when you work there, it takes time for it to, 
it appears to take time for it to um, come through into the more physical physical layers of our of our um, reality or your yourself your being a better appreciation for all the levels of yourself and, and, and not have that your all that energy your focus of yourself in in your mind and your feelings and come out into your your more full being so it's really fun I'm super excited that we're talking about this stuff uh, Amy what, what what it sounded like to me when you were talking earlier was that um, it sounds like you start as 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 you as you were walking your journey you started to appreciate these these aspects of yourself and that just became very natural that you um ended up in energy work i mean i'm curious how long did it take you to start calling it that because at, at first you kind of you know when you when it's happening you're just kind of doing it and you're still figuring it out and and i'm wondering if did it feel good to have a name when you put oh hey i can call, you know did that help along the process because you're kind of form figuring it out as you're going along that's that's a a, a wonderful uh point to bring up yes yes <laughs> um as in we are figuring it out as we go along and yes to be able to put it in context right it that's the whole point of it um it's not to say that um i declare that i uh work with bird medicine means that that's a box and a definition because that has as you i like how you put it has blurry lines around it and and i can use that tool in many different areas of my life to enhance but yes i it took a long time to come to the reality of me working with energy because i i my biggest struggle in in life was always i wanted to be normal and i wanted to fit in and be accepted by humanity <laughs> <laughs> so so um yeah and uh i always battled with that i don't want to be the freak in the room that was always how i would define to myself i'm the freak in the room stop no i don't want to see the energy i don't want to know you know <laughs> so um <laughs> So yes, though it, it really helped solidify um, my uh, my ability to be clear about who I am and how I show up in the world. Um, so yes, do you have any any website or or social media where people can can reach out to you, Amy? Um, thank you for asking. So. The only thing I have out right now, um, I have a blog post that I write. It's called uh, pebbleskipping.wordpress.com. Pebbleskipping. Pebbleskipping, as in a little pebble. P-E-P-P-L-E. -E. Love that. <laughs> Pebbleskipping. Um, and it's on there, there's a button you can press and contact me. And there's a picture of me. And there is an email address there with a bit, a, a slight outline of what I do. Um, right now, that's all I have out because I'm still recovering from a shoulder injury. Mm. Um, yes, I don't have full working mobility in my arm quite yet so i can only take on a handful of clients at a time right now so i have to i have to kind of 
<laughs> bring things down into a manageable uh, place. I see. Um, yeah, makes sense. And and as plans for the future, do you have um, something that you want to do in regards to um, energy work or or something that you want to share with us? Oh, lovely. So I. I'm very skilled at the bird medicine aspect of things. And so um, I do plan on offering uh, what I have learned and the bird medicine aspect of it with anybody and everybody. And there's always this idea that I would go public um, on a full scale. Um, I do have plans to write a book. Um, but I, what I'm really excited about, and I do want to share with the world in a big way, is this understanding I have about how to heal a shattered psyche and what that actually means. Mm. Um, because our psyche is our basically how we interact with the world, you know. Um, and I, I myself have never been interested in being some kind of spiritual guide or teacher in any sense. It's just not a, not a, a signature that fits me. Um, but uh, so I, I would be coming out as a healer um, of sorts for sure. And yes, I there are plans to go big. Awesome. <laughs> That's lovely. I, I I was asking this as a way to finish, but um, it came to mind, how would you... So I, I get the sense of what you mean by psyche. So how would you compare that concept with, um, with liberation? And, and because, you know, there's, there's these... I guess there's this common common thought that liberation e means to liberate the psyche or to and sometimes get rid of the psyche or or the psychological makeup that forms the identity. So how would you um explain the psyche in your understanding? So I use my what I'm referring to as a psyche all the time, even as a liberated being, because that's what we literally, what we use to interface with the world, with other human beings, okay? Um, and I uh, would never recommend casting that aside to replace it with something else. This is the makeup of who we are. It's part of our human uh it's it's the instrument, right? It, thank you. That's a beautiful way to put it. It is. It's the instrument by which we move in the world. It's it's nice. very very impactful. It's very very powerful. Um, um, the the so when somebody awakens or liberates, what they've actually done is quite simply stepped out of the confines of the psyche, or the mind, is what other people call it. But um, there's so much to a mind. I prefer using the word psyche when in my work. 
Um, but we've, we're able to completely and fully step out of the psyche uh, and awaken to the f- more of who we are. Um, so the question's main point was the importance of the psyche. What was it? Can you re- <laughs> Yeah, you you can go you can go through that. I I guess my question exactly was what is the psyche, and in sort of a way to bridge the psyche versus the the understanding of the psyche after liberation or, or awakening. But you know what what you were explaining goes goes through through that. I'm sure. Let me share the makeup of my understanding so that way we can get great clarity on it. When the psyche is healed, okay, then we can walk into a true sense of identity in the world. And when we have that fulfilled identity, that knowing of who we are as a human being, interacting and becoming, you know, um, knowing what we want and how we want to behave and et cetera, when that is actualized in a person, the natural next step is to awaken to more. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it helps to complete the human aspect of who we are in a way that allows for a natural next step opportunity to awaken to something greater. It's kind of like the theory um, where you walk up to a man who is in deep suffering, um, who is starving and homeless. Do you offer him liberation or do you offer him offer him a sandwich and potentially a sleeping bag (laughs) or something more like it's it's kind of simplified in my experience as as being that and i'm what i'm doing is i'm offering people sandwiches and sleeping bags (laughs) (laughs) i love that thank you yeah (laughs) there's something to what you're saying amy because i feel like Previously, there was the i the idea of ourselves and the, that are given to us, you know, by society, by our parents and whatever. And you just come to own them. Then you no longer question them. And so then who you are is kind of dead. You know, it's stale. It's old. It's it's known. And in that knowing of, oh, I'm this person and I do this and I, I'm here and I have a body and all these, I, all these things we know about ourselves, we can no longer look for ourselves. Because every time you want to look for yourself, you look to that idea and that's how you know yourself. Oh, yes, I'm here. I'm this person. Ah, yes, I have this mind. When you, um, I when you start to own, when you start to own your your your, mm, this is what's been coming up to be a pioneer of your own experience. So then you're you're out there like bushwhacking, and you're like, okay, so well, I'm, well, this is me, this is not me. Um, this is you know, well, you know, you're, I'm saying this is me, not me, but everything. But anyway, you're out there really trying to figure it out, right? So you're 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 brushing up against the ideas of yourself, and like, and then and what's the reality? And then you're expanding. And in that expansion, you kind of have to give yourself permission to explore yourself in, the, in this way. 
um, to open up and say, you know, because you're leaving the safety confines of the the pre-established idea you have. And it's like, okay, well, am I going to go out here and be weird or will I explode or maybe I'll go crazy? And so <laughs> there's all this thing. But, you know, what you're talking about is 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 really engaging the other person um, and kind of getting them to engage themselves in that way. And like, what am I again? And, and reopening of those ideas and then revisiting and seeing what's what is here. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But in a healing aspect. Um, yes. I don't I don't ask people to explore who they are, so to speak, just outright. I give them fundamental tools to heal themselves, to meet to meet the needs of the psyche so that it can become whole and healthy. And when it's whole and healthy, it does redefine itself as a human being, as an individual. Or as I like to, pref I, my preferred way of saying it is the individuation of divinity. That's beautiful. I, I never heard of that before, but that's beautiful. Yes, that's my perception and understanding of it. It's, uh, it, and I love it. And I love, I love being an individual in this world, the uniqueness mm. of who I am and how I show up. I adore it. I sing songs and dances for myself <laughs> all the time because I love me. I'm completely in love with me. Um, but I also am a divinity as well. I'm, I'm both. I'm everything, you know. And, and it hurts so bad. Um, I think one of the, you know what, if you, if you don't mind, may I bring up something? I would like to bring something up that I don't hear mentioned. Um, not that I <laughs> jump around publicly on groups. I kind of keep more to myself. But uh, the one thing about being a liberated being um there is a downfall there is there is a side effect and that is you live as a whole in the as a whole meaning i am the entirety of the human race and so there's an aspect of me that is alive that feels the world and the plight and the suffering. And I can barely look at it without breaking down and crying in, in extreme grief. Um, so for myself, somebody else's suffering is my suffering see i'm just talking about i'm going to start crying but um if someone suffers i suffer and that sets me out on a path to help heal the suffering i don't seek to liberate anybody though that is an option that I know others have presented as a way though, it's a way or a means to help ease the suffering. Because when you're on this side of it, that suffering is real and it's loud. 
Uh, listen, Amy, from from my part, I I am extremely grateful that Brendan um, arranged this and and that I met you because in my experience throughout this meeting, I I had a real sense of tranquility and ease, and it's that's that's not a, a common thing in my experience and. Um, yeah, I, I'm very grateful to have met you. Thank you so much. I am grateful. I am honored to have met you. I really, really appreciate this uh, this chance to be seen, actually. <laughs>